Hi guys, today's episode is brought to you by DankGeek.com. DankGeek.com is my favorite online head shop. They carry a huge selection of premium glass, vaporizers, and accessories for an elevated experience. Check out their stock of Diamond Glass, Grav Labs, Empire Glassworks, and so much more. And use code STONERMOM at checkout for a free Grav Labs glass blunt with purchase. Dankgeek.com offers fast and free shipping and the best customer service of any online head shop. Visit dankgeek.com today and exhale happiness. Bye, y'all. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Okay. Okay, are we recording now? We're recording. We've now. been recording. What's up, podcast listeners? You are listening to Van Morrison Weekly. A podcast about Van Morrison, Morrison by Van Morrison. All Van Morrison all day. Okay, actually it's Mom and Dad are Stone. Mom and Dad are Stone. A podcast for responsible cannabis users brought to you by the stonermom.com. I am the Stoner Mom, aka Catherine, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful older husband, Blavid. <laughs> he just had a birthday. We are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Blalorado. Blalorado. In this podcast, we pour a couple drinks, smoke a little weed, relax, and talk about cannabis, our lives, pop culture, and more. And more. Hi, birthday, Blavid. It's not my birthday anymore. In fact, it's the farthest day away from my birthday as you can possibly be today. It's the day after his it's birthday. It's 364 days away. Well, should we get into libation corner? Yeah. And you can complain about your birthday or whatever. I'm not going to complain about anything. Good, because you had a great birthday last I did. I oh, my God. Yes. Are we doing libation corner right now? Yes. Let's start the, the music right Here. now. And it's not music. It's sound effects, right? And music. There's some background music. Yeah. You'd never listen to our podcast. Honey, I, I don't understand people that want to listen to my voice. So, Libation Corner. Uh, Here we are. Here we are. Libating. What do you got, Libating? First of all, it's 10 o'clock. It's almost 10 o'clock. Yeah, let's set the stage. And it's a school night. And I have kids here. Yeah. And we almost always record when there are no people in the home. <laughs> But you know what? But it was birthday weekend. We had a long weekend with kids. Yeah. <coughs> and we were like, should we record the podcast or not? So we literally were like, no, this week, episode 87 is not happening. We're not gonna, happening. We said we were going to put it off a week and we were totally fine with the idea. But it's like, we're not secretly. We're not. So here we are, last minute, Monday night, 10 o'clock, recording our podcast. We skipped the pre-roll show. And I it occurred to me, a lot of you don't know what the pre-roll show is. Yeah. But that is the weekly podcast that we put out for our members over at House Van Eaton. And so, you know, you know what it's like? It's it's, it's like this. It's, it's like Madaz. It's like the Real Housewives of Atlanta when they sit down with Andy Cohen and they talk about, now what were you feeling in this scene? Yeah, but it happens before. So yeah. basically, it's like for me to loosen up in time for my podcast, yeah. I have to be stoned for an hour. Is yeah. how it started. So that's what the pre-roll show is. But anyway, we haven't recorded that. So now we've only put off one thing because yeah. we're recording. And who knows what could happen? We might record. We it. still might record a pre-roll. Show. Nobody knows? knows. It's anybody's guess. We could do it tomorrow night. No, we can't. We have 
four know, kids. You never know what could happen. Anything can happen. Ugh, my belly hurts from drinking coffee at ten in the oh, night. Oh man! So okay. I'm drinking coffee. Are you really? I just put my kid out to bed. Yeah, I microwaved some because that's the best. That's the best cup of coffee is the kind you reheat in the microwave. That's gross. Mm. Yuck. It's not good. And it's never piping hot ever. Well, your cup is though, yeah, <laughs> but the liquid yeah, inside, not. No, you don't know what's going on. So what else you got? It looks like you got a dab rig. You got a um. Okay, thing. I'm also dabbing. What is this thing? Oh, this is a Dank Geek product. This is my Dank Geek bong. I think it is it's a called n- the nucleus. Oh, okay. I thought it was a Nexus, but Nucleus sounds okay. Yeah. Is it a Nucleus by Nexus? I don't know, but it has this cool It looks like twist. a I like it. It's got like a... Zigzag. Ziggy, zaggy, and it's stem thing. I should probably know what these pieces of the bong are called, but I don't. So anyway, I have some flour that I'm... I have not smoked any pot today. You don't even smoke pot anymore. Well, so. I smoke. I was heavily stoned all weekend, but that's all for what's going on with you guys' corner. Yeah, um, and I'm drinking nothing because I drank my drink. And do I you got want to pause it and go get another drink? Yes, let's do that, buddy. All right, we're back. We're back with a drink. What did you get to drink? I got a bourbon. I got. You know what I did for my birthday? I bought like a gallon of bourbon of of Weller. I found it and I was like, "Well, I'm going to buy this." Happy birthday, bitches. And I'm going to drink it. And I'm glad I did because it's phantasmagorical. And he can never find it anymore, which is ridiculous and upsetting. It's all right. It's okay. You've been on a Weller thing for many years now. I remember when it started, first of all, because I was here. I was by your side. I was your wife, bitch. I know. I I found I bought a bottle of Eagles Rare It all started with Pappy, I thought. Well, yeah. And like a guy at Colton Gray. Well, he did tell me about that, but he didn't. I did not know that those two were related. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's Libation Corner. We're just doing that. Um. You're dabbing. Um. I got. I want to say one. I want to interject one thing in Libation Corner. <coughs> so this year for my birthday, I decided I'm going to take one of our members' advice. Yeah. And I'm going to go get a cartridge and I'm going to start like <laughs> oh, micro dose vaping to try to figure out how, what strain would be good for me because <coughs> damn it, I grow weed. I'm pretty good at it. And you know, I don't can't smoke it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of cartridges made from strains that are specifically up your alley. You have a very, I think CBD strains probably, or if you can even find like a full spectrum CBD cartridge, but that seems crazy and un- un- unfindable. I don't know. I think I need some THC in my life. I mean, like, I think I've, uh, cause remember when I used to smoke purple paralysis and I used to smoke catatonic cyber tsunami felt great. Yeah. Um, so I believe the miracle strain is out there for me, but I got this cartridge from um, cartridges are like they're concentrates. They're heavily concentrated I and get they it. fuck you up. I know. So I got this concentrate from Mary's Medi- Mary's Medicinals. That is a one to one CBD CBG thing, and man, it makes me go straight to sleep. Like it knocks me out. Like I took some kind of knockout pill. Yeah. But uh. I'm not giving up. I'm going to give it a shot. Also, I have been taking a lot of edibles because I hung out with Jax over the weekend. (laughs) 
my friend who is in the edibles industry and I don't know, but she's got some bug up her butt where every time she sees me, she's like going to the stoner mom's. I'm getting 5,000 edibles. Yeah. (laughs) She shows up and half of them end up in my house somehow. And I just sit there. She'll, I tell you, she will eat 10 of them in one sitting. And be completely fine. Yeah. I mean, in the same way I am where like you might have a really mild like, oh, fuck, what did I do? But it doesn't last, Mm -mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway. So I've been really, cause God, I tell you, I was talking to her about this the other day about how like, remember in the beginning of legalization in Colorado when the edibles, we were talking about all the edibles you'd find and how one, they had fucking outrageously high doses. Oh my God. Yeah. 25,000 milligrams. Like a standard like chocolate bar is like a hundred milligrams. No problem. And like I, we would eat those. Right. And you'd be fucked up. Well, but the thing is, it's like, you don't know what section of the chocolate bar the milligrams are. Well, that was in the very beginning and then yeah. they got, they passed laws over time that one regulated like every single piece of candy yep. or food or whatever and then it regulated like what the food has to actually look like. I've talked before about how like every edible has to have on the actual piece of food. It has to have a stamp on there that says like THC, like a warning stamp that's very common when you're in a legal state. Um, and Back in the day, you would go to the dispensary and there'd be some like podunk neighborhood mama's cheesecake, edible cheesecake in the freezer that you could buy. Oh my God, yeah. And like you don't see <clears throat> anything like that anymore. Nope. And so, but those cheesecakes were good. Yeah, but just like I can't even like there's nothing on them that, you know. Yeah, it, it just, was just like whatever. It looks like a baked good. It's just funny how much edibles have changed because now – like the reason Jax and I are sitting there popping 15 edible pills is because they're all like five milligrams a thing or 10 milligrams a thing because Colorado has been like, we start low and we go slow and right. Yeah. Definitely trying to turn like microdosing and a first timers dose into something very low and manageable, which I think is great. I think it's so smart, but man, there's gotta be a market for stoner ass edibles, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think they probably look like cheesecake and custards. And Well, I think they probably are on the med side because that's the only place you can remember like 1906. Yeah. You get the super high Even doses. those, the super, the, those were 20 milligrams well, each. Yeah. Either 20 or 40. If they were 40, I commend them, but it wasn't. I'm sure it was 20. I think those Wild West days are behind us. I think like if you want to get that kind of stuff, you got to get it, sign up with a caregiver. I'm sure Incredible still makes like, oh, I'm sure there's edible people that make like high dose things. I mean, one, maybe they're nasty. Yeah, right? that's like plants and dirt. <laughs> that's the other thing. The taste of everything has changed so much. Whatever. We've really talked about edibles in this libation well, corner. Edibles are interesting. It's just crazy. Like edibles used to mean to me, like spend 30 minutes trying to get down a big chocolate bar. Oh my God. You used to and like, like, and like, that have to tastes drink like a fucking gallon ass. of water. Oh and now God. it's like, I have edibles in my bag that are like, they look like Altoids and they taste like Altoids. And like, I just have so many different gummies and awesome things. It's pretty crazy. I love it. I love it too. All right. All right. Well, that's libation corner, right? Is there anything else? Nope. All right.
been going on with you lately? <laughs> Corner. Corner. Um, well. Believe you know, it, it was your birthday. Yep, it was my birthday. <laughs> uh, we had a good old time. I mean, like, I'm very apprehensive when it comes to my birthday, but I really figured out, I just don't like the odd number years of my life because I was born in an even numbered year. And whenever there's an odd numbered year, it's just not a good year. So now I'm in an even numbered year, which my wife likes a lot. They're sexier years. And I like it too, because I just look (laughs) upon the odd number year and be like, I'm like, oh God, you made me so sick. I can't wait for it to be my time. And now it's my time. So um, I'm an even numbered guy and I'm, I'm loving it. And we had a great time. We went and we ate dinner. Um, The, where are you going, babe? I'm looking for a lighter. Oh, I found it. So we went and we um, went out to eat. We went to a hipster restaurant where... Is it a hipster restaurant if it's been around forever? Well, they try to be hipster. I mean, like, you know, our waiter was not very attentive and it was very in, in, empty and the, but, but the they food were was playing good. Shrek they were the playing Shrek on the TV and the music was actually I thought it was really really good. We they had were, Poison by whoever Michael that, Jackson? No. Oh, yeah. there was a lot of Michael Jackson, but I was talking Jackson. about Poison. Yep. There's TLC. There was yep. Destiny's Child. Yep. Oh my God. What else? I don't know, but what what I do know is it was just like all your your '90s hits. It, it was, was great. It was and, fabulous. And you wanted a straw for your drink, and I went oh, up no. to go ask for a straw, and they're like, "Oh my God, we totally don't carry straws because you know it's bad for the environment." <laughs> Did you see this video on YouTube about like tortoises and straws? And I was like, "I fucking hate YouTube." And I was, and I turned around and went back to my seat, and then. Um, I just sat there with my wife and I was like, you know what? Let's paint and get out of here. So we ate some poutine, which I thought was, God, it was so good. And then we also ate, what was the other thing we ate? Uh, chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. It was pretty good. We split one of those. And they were like, let's go eat a second And we split the dinner. poutine. It's like, you know, it's never, it's not, whatever. Oh, it's like a restaurant where everything they have is an appetizer. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Everybody so you have to order like seven things. Right. But what we ended fall. up doing was we ended up driving to a little barbecue place around the corner from our house and we got ourselves our favorite barbecue meals and we came home and we ate those like we were like starving to death. Can I just say that the day before this, you also ate I that. took Jax out and we went to that same barbecue place and I ate that same meal. Damn. And it was delicious. Okay, so yeah, we so we ate barbecue two days in a row. Well, you did, and I ate two meals, and then we came home and we watched some our favorite TV shows. And I vowed to stay up like forever, and I passed right on out. Oh my god, I fell asleep. Did I make cookies? Was that last night? No, me. I don't know. We don't even know. I fell asleep 15 minutes into Westworld. I can't even with this show. Every week, I'm stoned and exhausted by the time we start to watch it, and I just can't. It's like made to put me to sleep. It is. So, sorry, Westworld. It's just hard to follow this season. Okay, so the next thing we want to talk about is... Do we even want to talk about this? Yeah, it's YouTube fuckery. (laughs) So, I realize many podcast listeners don't give a shit about YouTube and are not watching YouTube and don't know anything about the stoner mom even being on YouTube. But I've had a YouTube channel for a few years now. I have 47 plus thousand subscribers. Yep. Um, And so I do get a lot of people that only know through me through YouTube is my whole point. Anyway, 
Huh? Yeah, it's a powerful medium. <sighs> so my point, um, okay, so in the past several months, but it's really quickened up basically ever since 420 this year. But this was starting in like late uh, last year as well. A lot of cannabis YouTubers, also known as weed tubers, uh, got their channels shut, right? And it's very easy to be quickly be like, oh, well, they were stupid or, oh, they were irresponsible. They were probably doing fucked up shit in videos. You know, yeah. it's easy to think things like that. But it, as this, you know, uh, what is it called? Pitchfork or whatever thing continues. It's like happening to huge cannabis brands that are like professional brands yeah. with like, you know, a board of whatever's and everything. So yeah. <laughs> um, a ton of people have gotten their channels just pulled and terminated. Another thing is that you're getting strikes. And if you get three strikes within three months, your channel gets terminated. So say you're like me and you have about 200 videos on YouTube, you know, it's very plausible that someone would get three strikes in three months yeah. if there's an algorithm going around searching for THC, CBD, whatever, um, and flagging videos and stuff for review. So that being said, you've gotten two strikes in weird, weird ways, right? Yeah. But I mean, so a lot of people were getting strikes and then a lot of people were getting their things taken down. We talked about custom for, for grow 420, who was a huge channel. Oh my God. I read like hilarious things on Twitter. Like people like, good. I hated him. Oh my God. He was annoying as fuck. And like, oh all this shit, I'm like, wow. oh my God, I'm glad I'm not fuck famous. <laughs> I can't even deal with the hate man. <laughs> um, just random Twitter hate, you know, that you're supposed to just become completely immune to. I don't know how it's possible, but that's what you're supposed to do. Y'all anyway. Um, then the most, a bunch of CBD companies, like the most literally benign CBD companies that you can bet your sweet ass are run by rich white people. Yeah. Like, shut down. Shut the fuck down. Which is the only thing you've been given strikes against is fucking CBD videos, which involve no smoking of anything. Yeah. Nothing controversial. Yeah. And it's actually legal in, you know, yeah. most parts of the world. Right. Um, and the FDA just approved the first uh, CBD drug for children. Like, yeah. like that's a huge thing right now because there's still children that are like going to capitals and like fighting, you know what I mean? Yeah. For access to it in the first place. So that's kind of a big deal. Do you see how weird like the FDA can rule one thing? The president can think another thing and fucking the attorney general or whatever can be like, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking I guess marijuana elf. helps people. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. It's guy. so fucked up. But wow. you know what? <laughs> the funny thing that I've okay, I don't want to get off track. But anyway, right. um, anyway, so yeah. so that was we were just basically, you know, last week we talked about this happening. This week fucking leafly got their channel Going pulled. Down. Leafly. Leafly, which is a huge cannabis brand and company you know what i mean like mm -hmm. a real corporate structured company mm -hmm. <laughs> so nobody's immune bitch uh did you have your own platform lately leafly 
Oh my god, yes. They do. They don't host on YouTube Are for you their own channel, kidding? do they? Are you fucking kidding? Of course. I don't know. So, I yeah. haven't checked. Oh my god. Leafly is like the oldest. Have I ever been referring to people to YouTube, to Leafly's YouTube channel? No. You no. go to Leafly. Yeah. That's where you look up every single strain and where you have looked them up for years for now. Eons, yeah. So anyway, no. Absolutely. Big brands aren't on YouTube. Big YouTubers are on YouTube, but not big brands and big companies. They exist somewhere else, usually on blah, blah, blah dot com. And they use YouTube as I've always used YouTube as a way to gain your audience. You know, the that's fun, it. Yeah. And but the, the whole point is to constantly, you always want to funnel people to your own stuff. Always. Go to my website, blah, 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 like this or whatever, but go to my website and visit me there. And thank God we've been doing that because I mean, like that turns out is the most legit place. I mean, like that's the best thing is to go to the sonarmom.com. So not I'm not YouTube. So thank I'm you. trying to avoid a third strike. Mm-hmm. on my channel that's sitting on two strikes by turning all my videos private and I'm not uploading which is fine because YouTube won't let me upload anyway because if you have two strikes you can't upload for like two weeks well, or something even though technically you appealed the first <laughs> strike and they said okay we'll overturn that and then they don't do it but they it. didn't get rid of the strike they only like it's fucked got up. rid of the removal whatever anyway it's fine strikes go away in like three months or something But the whole time, like, David, thank God, was like, because I was like, fuck YouTube. I've been saying this forever. I, it's like I've been talking to myself in the future, like trying to prepare myself. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then when it comes, you're just like, I feel so, I just felt so attacked. I don't do well with, um, you know, I don't like get all fired up and pissed off and start firing off like emails and shit. Right. And I put stuff on my social media, but I mean, even that, you know, it's always been a chore. (laughs) I like to be in my feelings by myself. Okay. Um, but it doesn't matter. But it's happening so much right now. It's just every single day, somebody else and like somebody big. And so, yeah, if you're terminated, then, it's like everybody's gone. There's 47,000 plus people are gone, you know, and they have to refine me somehow. Well, they're which refining is fine. your website. Which, which is fine because it's, I had my website before YouTube and stuff, yeah. but I'm just trying to say it's like, it can be a. It's scary and it's weird, but you know what? It just, I remember the very first day that you did your very first video on YouTube and I remember you just did it completely in private. <laughs> And I was so impressed because I know how shy and freaked out you are about that kind of stuff. And you just had the guts and did it anyway. But you already had your site. We had always had the site. And, you know, it's like, that's cool. So to me, YouTube has always been a side project that's like Instagram or fucking Pinterest. Or it's Twitter. just a mirror of the content that's on that's my site. That's all it is. And you can't lose sight of that because, I mean, like you did the smartest thing you've ever done in your life. which Shut is, up. Oh no, God. you shut up because you put it on your site first and foremost and you've always like that's always been the goal so we can't get upset about this i say fuck it let's turn it off i don't even care because the new all this has been is great for our business so that's all i care about you know is you riding the storm it's going to be completely fine it's not a big deal at all 
Yeah. So it's interesting to see people like getting cut up. Oh, strains, strain central. That was the other huge channel that got cut. (laughs) Who was just a YouTuber guy. So, you know, the end that's fucked up. YouTube's fucked up, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, in a few months or we'll be back on, we're just going to ride the storm, but it's okay. Cause you can always go to the stonermom.com and look at all that cool shit that's on there. Yes. So if you're a cannabis creator, I think that there's definitely stuff that they're words that they're looking for and keywords and stuff. So probably don't focus so much on SEO on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I can't right now to be honest with you. I don't even really like, if I think about it, I don't get it at all because you know I mean? Like they're shutting down these big, uh, tea, like weed smoking sites, which you smoke weed and you're, it's thing. not just that. I mean, there's I been know, growing but... sites like, you, you know what I mean? Just any, but we got hit like for CBD. whole CBD sites. Yeah. And Doka. So it's not bad. a smoking thing at all. I know, but it's I can... completely cannabis related. It's just crazy. Yes, it is. It's nuts. So anyway, that's it. So that's what's going on with you guys, Connor. That's it. Shout out. Shout it out. I feel like there was like um, one of those Christian rock bands like Striper or something like that that was like, shout it out. Isn't there one of those songs? I don't know. I only know like one Christian band. Which one is it that you know? Jars of fucking clay. Oh my god! <laughs> awesome. I hate you forever. I love you forever. Okay, well that's <laughs> awesome. Jars of clay. Can you can you sing one that? Of the for us? I even had to buy at a Christian books and records. Are store. you kidding? No, I'm not, baby. This is my childhood. What was one, what okay, was, what was one of their most famous songs? in a mall? It was Flood, that stupid song that was on the radio all the time, and it was gross. And that was the only reason I had it. And it was when I was getting into just like music and general and i swear i use this opportunity as like an just a way to condition my father into buying me cds (laughs) i did a similar thing i remember when i was a kid like i went to my own i was like hey mom what did what did i want her to buy me there was something like um oh my god i don't know it'll show my age if i tell you so never mind Okay, let's talk about. Um, Can I say the second album I yeah, bought under please. that same was guys? It, was it a live album? No, but that was probably coming up. But even live, I felt was too like controversial to ask my dad to buy. Can I have this CD? So the next CD I asked for was Presidency of the United States. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> that's one of the best albums of all time. <laughs> because I could play a mini songs on that album for oh, him my and God. sound like a toddler basically <laughs> there was there was only like one kitty 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 kitty, yeah. kitty. <laughs> so anyway there was only two songs that had bad words on us. yeah you know what i loved about that band not to go off on a crazy tangent but they did their guitarist took two strings off his guitar and the bassist only had like a two string bass like they like were they were those people Okay. And I was into it. Remember all those great songs they had? Very great songs. I love that band. Definitely a band worth revisiting for 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Bo Weevil is one of the... Bo Weevil, don't you go mo. Anyway, okay. So, um, Shout Out Corner is what we're supposed to do Shout it out. Okay. (coughs) Whoa. Whoa. Wow, that was a pointed cough. Hey, listen. I'm sorry. No worries. If you want to donate to the show, we encourage you to use Patreon or become a member of House Van Eaton. You can visit us on Patreon, patreon.com 
slash Madaz. Shout out to the Slayers on Patreon who are still giving us coins. That would be Terry and Chad, Texas Mama Meg, Beth Ann, and Jody the Alpha Slayer. We love you all. Okay, and next, shouting out the members at House Van Eaton. That's our membership site. We have a close-knit community of adult stoners who support the show, our business, cannabis, and ending the stigma. And they are just, in general, awesome. We every love day, them. Every day we get a new member. It's weird. Members have access to exclusive weekly podcasts, bi-weekly sesh videos and vlogs, and monthly live sessions with me and Blavid sometimes. Learn more at thestonermom.com. Click on the membership. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Today we're shouting, sorry, today we're shouting out brand new members. Oh my God, let's hear them. We have like three <laughs> new brand new members. We have four. I'm going to say what's up to Aaron, Tony, Katie, and Naya. Nice. What's up, guys? Welcome. You're awesome. You're House part of Van our family Eaton. now. So you can come stay at our house. It's a quiet couple of weeks over at House Van Eaton right now, but we're just gearing up. You know, we were getting our butts kicked by YouTube. And <laughs> I tell you, that really motivates me to be like, I'm sharing nothing on YouTube ever. Yeah. Fuck YouTube. All the good stuff. I you- have paying customers that I could be sharing shit with. And I'm worried about YouTube. No, no. fuck YouTube. Fuck you. You Hamstring is going to get all kinds of good stuff. Like not all kinds of great stuff. Baking, I know. Recipes. I'm just like I'm over it. I'm blogging and vlogging there. Yeah. Um. That's it. Shout out corner. That's all. Nice. Okay, it's media time. Are you done <laughs> running your finger? Trying to run your fingers through my hair? I was running. Yeah. Let's go through media time. Okay, first of all, the East Area Rapist is caught. Holy shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> this happened l- last week. Wow. I feel like we're very delayed. But wow. you know what? Our show comes out when it comes out. So yeah. I- if this happens the next damn day, whatever. So, yeah. David reminded me, you know, on the show before, you guys, we have talked very animatedly about our fight till the death yeah. philosophy that we have with home invaders. <laughs> Always. We David have, we and have I plan. like to fantasize things happening yeah. and how we would murder everybody in the vicinity for us to survive. That's what to we like to do. our family. Yeah, because we love each other and we love our fucking family. And our dog and we're, is not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Max is going to be asleep through the entire event until a body comes crashing down from the second floor. I house. tell you, Max would tell us if someone was fucking coming in. He's not going to tell us if someone's stealing a, a pot plant of ours in the backyard. No. He can't tell us that because we have a big, weird house. Okay. We do. But he would know, and I guarantee you, he'd fucking make a sound like a ungodly sound we've never heard him make before i agree with that to let us know yeah. because what does he do when the owls come out once a night and oh, like he freaks the fuck he out. lets out a howl like alert the fucking family well because he's in the presence of a higher power of like six foot tall owls <laughs> yeah. so anyway east area rapist so yeah Hysteria Rapist is this prolific rapist slash murderer of 
mega, mega people. Um, he murdered like 12, 13 people and raped like over 50 people or mm. had 50, like whatever. And these are the ones you know of. Um, all over California. We've talked about him. Oh, and this was in like the 70s, the late 70s. And early 80s. And it was where I grew up. I grew up in yeah. Sacramento. That's where I'm fucking from. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, he was just recently. Oh, also, we've talked about him because we listen to so many podcasts that we love, um, like true crime podcasts. And so obviously they've done this show, this particular crime a lot. And this crime, the spree of crimes, because it was unsolved for so long, it had just started to get really big and popular as far as like being, you know, the crime that everybody knows about at that time. Um, And. Michelle McNamara wrote a book that's really popular. Um, that was the book I was debating on reading, but instead I read Vulgar Favors. Which is nothing wrong with that. Which is great about Andrew Cunanan. Um, but anyway, because of all of those things, like this new interest in true crime, how it's like not just the ID network or forensic files anymore, but it's now podcasts and like huge cult followings and stuff, right? Right. Um, and like all these new books and then this very popular book by McNamara that now there's like all this interest in this case, this cold case. So anyway, this week, last week, these (sighs) fucking cops descended on a house in Sacramento in Citrus Heights and arrested a 72 year old man. And what's creepy about him, right, is that he fit, he stopped his crimes. He was horrifying, and he would uh, he would like sneak into your house first, um, and like kind of prep it sometimes. Yeah. Um, remove things. He would take bullets out of guns. He would hide ligatures in the house so he could access them later. And he would go into houses knowingly of where a husband was home, where there were big dogs, like kids you know he raped a 13 year old like he was fucked up and horrible horrible like a murderer and uh, oh and what else and abused animals oh and a police officer he was also a police officer we know now so they arrested this guy former cop former navy and like those are things that are always kind of talked about you know, because he like had these knots that he would tie. And then just the fact that he was so bold and did what he did and wasn't caught. And then he seemed to stop offending around the time that like DNA has become a thing that is getting talked about. You know what I mean? Which makes it seem like maybe he caught because he's he stopped because he's smart, you know, because he knows he left all this DNA at every single case. Well, which he had and, and they had it. They had all of it. And so a whole separate interesting part of this is that he was found through DNA, but he was found because like a fourth cousin in his family submitted their DNA through one of those ancestry.com yep. for one, whatever um, website things. And the police 
have access to that stuff. Fuck yeah, they do. So this is another thing we've always been like, but you know what? I understand people that like, honestly, if you don't know your lineage, like fuck you, maybe you just want to know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? So we give, we've already given everything away to Facebook. So who gives a shit? Like if, right, might if, as well give your DNA over, like have you murdered anybody? No. Okay. Maybe grandpa though is going to go down because totally that's what go. happened. They looked through DNA. They matched enough of that person's familial DNA to their offenders DNA. And through that, then they start looking at everybody and what do you know? Fucking Bam. Fourth cousin down living in the town place that he fucking terrorized living there, you know, for fucking decades with a roast in the oven the whole time they came to the. So, yeah, this is a huge big deal as far as crime and stuff. This is a, a really horrible crime. Um, the, I fucking hate this guy. He's horrible. He's playing like complete. Now he's like now all of a sudden he's a senior citizen who's like close to death. And I think it's because because they've said now that he's not talking and he's not eating or drinking. So I think he's trying to kill himself. Yeah. And I heard once that (coughs) on something that if you like end up in a elderly person's home, like that's what you do. Like people in like the medical field of like where you work in like hospice care and stuff (laughs) or like elderly places where they're abused and stuff. You know what I mean? That the idea is that you just immediately stop eating and drinking. Yeah. A few days you're dead. Cause you're just like, peace out. I'm not living here for fucking decades or whatever. No. So the staff can abuse me. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting reading about like, so when they wheeled him into court, cause he went in on a, a wheelchair uh, before the judge to plead, <laughs> which he did not plead. He only acknowledged that who he was. He was like in a, a wheelchair and he was handcuffed to a wheelchair and people were saying he was he was like that because um, they didn't want him to run at the judge because then the police would be forced to take out their firearms and destroy him because um, he wants to die. You know what I mean? I think it's a thing that they do when you're on suicide watch yeah. is that they handcuff you to the wheelchair they or whatever. They don't want you fucking moving. <laughs> So anyway, fuck that guy. I'm glad they caught him. It made me so happy because we have listened to this guy's tale for many years. Oh, oh we were God. just, sh- yes. Like it it's like, would keep you- us up. We yeah. were shook up about this shit and would talk about it. So many people. So he just, many effect- oh my God. People like this guy terrorized so many people. I mean, like, he was like a prolific, amounts. like yeah. stalker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like he would like terrorize you like psychologically in fucked up ways beforehand. Yeah. And like kids like woke up in the night to see him like hanging upside down outside of their windows with a flashlight scanning their bedrooms completely dressed up like a fucking scary ass motherfucker not spider-man can you imagine waking up and seeing that when you're a kid no fuck somebody scanning your room with a flashlight from outside your window i just like i'd piss my pants whatever i'm glad they caught this old piece of shit so anyway enough about him i hope that he fries so anyway last week david and i like all day we were just like we were not together because he went to work or whatever but all day we were like oh my god can Can you you fucking fucking believe believe it it? i can't even believe it oh my god and then the next day like still like jesus baby they caught that motherfucker oh my god i'm so happy they caught him you know like 
you know, there's some, you know, the cops are like high fiving each other and all that shit and whatever. But, you know, they're really Michelle McNamara. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to support that. <laughs> you don't think she like did had something to do with it? Of course I do. But I mean, to disregard the people actually working the case is such gross manners, in my opinion. No, they did. They did crack that case. Yeah, they wide did. Wide open. So, I mean, like, and this is a cold case that went on for 40 years. So, so anyway. Props to them. That's that. Uh, this is also no. This is the Golden State Killer. The Golden State. Killer. Um. All right. David saw Infinity Wars. I know nothing about this stuff. So oh my God, take it, it away. Fucking unbelievable. Like, okay. So this is like the Star Wars of the comic book movies. Okay. Like, so ev- I'm gonna get high. Every single movie that's come out from Disney, I guess, because Disney bought Marvel and they've pumped out all these amazing movies over ten years. Like for ten years, they have put out these Marvel movies. Okay, David's smoking weed right now. I handed him my bong. He just did it. It's not hemp. No. It's not indica. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> it all started with Iron Man. Iron Man was the first. No, or was it? Are we going to talk about every? No, fucking movie? I'm not. Listen, I'm going to get it. Just give me my chance. So <clears throat> I'm 48 now. I'm very surly, and I'm not taking shit from anyone. <sighs> Um, and I think it all started with Captain America. Who cares? But it, here we are. We're up here. Now they're, it was really, really good. I mean, like, if you want to see a movie that's full of, like, every second of two and a half hours is, like, they're building up to something and shit is happening and you're learning shit and you're fucking feel bad for the guy who's, like, the evil person. I mean, like, go see this movie because, I mean, like, it's fucking emotional, like, if you read comic books at all in your life, you should see this movie because <laughs> I really like I did. What if all you ever wa- read was Archie comics? Well, Archie's not in this. Movie. <laughs> oh. I mean, I but okay. however, there was an Archie and X-Men crossover at one point. Well, I read the Archie and Punisher crossover. Oh, man, I Punisher, told you this before. The Punisher is a badass. I couldn't believe the shit I was reading when I bought that I comic. I was I like, you. excuse me? Yeah. Death? What? <laughs> well, Punisher, they kill his whole family. Honey, I know. And you learn on the first page of an Archie comic. I was like, what am I reading right now? Frank Castle. And he was Daredevil's arch nemesis. But then he was an anti-hero. So anyway, who cares? <laughs> but anyway, watch it because, you know, you know what? Okay, here's my takeaway from... I have two takeaways from this movie. Number one, I underestimated the character Thor... Because Thor, like, is the whole Game of Thrones element in this whole thing. And Thor is my... Chris Holmesworth is the man. I love the fuck out of him. He's amazing. He's the the best hero in the whole thing. Number two, my second takeaway is that I needed to see Black Panther. Because, I mean, like, um, I never right. saw it. And, like, that was such a prominent thing in this in this movie. Like... Miles saw it. Miles saw he was it. And he fine. explained the whole thing to me, my son. And I was like, wow. Uh, well, that sounds pretty cool. So anyway, like, that's it. So we got to see Black Panther and Thor is the fucking shit. So that's it. Go see the movie. It's worth it. Very good. Very good write-up. What's the, next, what's the next thing you The next there? thing says Atlanta <laughs> Earn takes many L's. Oh, my God. Over yeah. and over. Earn. Earn. So this last episode was great and hilarious. I liked it. It was a really good one. Um, it was painful and cringy. You know, Atlanta mm. is our. It's 
really been giving us a ride this season, you guys. Oh, my God. You know we're not going to talk about Atlanta for every show. No. But while it's on, we're going to talk about it. So good. So in this last one, Earn is taking Paperboy up to some college campus. It's a free gig. To perform for free with the promise that this will lead to this and this will lead to that and that will lead to 60K. Right. 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 Like, so anyway, Paperboy is over it. He is not about doing some free thing. No. Um, He he misunderstood the message from the last episode. So. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He did. I mean, like, I don't, I'm on Paperboy's side. I'm not. Sorry. I thought about it and I'm not. And I'll tell you why as soon as we're done explaining this episode. Okay. Unless you want to talk about it right now. All right. Well, anyway, so they go up there. Earn is too crappy of a manager to just get a hotel room for he all of them to sleep there. in. It's for sure. So instead, they sleep in some fans apartment that she also shares with girls and now they've got like four boys all up in here excuse me grown-ass big men and and they're gonna crash there for the night very professional and it was funny there was a scene where they were talking about who this woman was in the first place and well i don't know it's some instagram hoe or whatever and she they were making they were saying oh she's only got like 300 followers this is fucking weird yeah like because if it had been 3,000 that they were thinking it'd be legit it would be she's probably like thirsty and wants that exposure right right but they're like oh no she's only got 300 followers anyway Mm -hmm. that made me laugh um so they go there she's nuts whatever they perform it's fine wait can I ask you a question what what was the deal when he looked on the ceiling (laughs) the roof of her bedroom and he sees footprints what is that what did that mean I think that it's one of the many surreal elements where you're just like, why does that man have an alligator living in his house? Yeah, I think you're right. Why is that person driving a car that is invisible? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The invisible. Why is Justin Bieber black? Well, because he is black. Why? <laughs> it's, it's the best show. It's, it's the best. That ever was written. Anyway, they get into a big old fight and scrap. They end up in a frat house. That was probably, I like that scene. The frat house scene, There, it's like the whitest frat, and they're in the middle of hazing, so there's a bunch of naked white boys with hoods, over with hoods on their heads <laughs> that are pledging. I saw okay. I saw on Reddit, they had a picture, it was like, this is my favorite scene from Atlanta, and they posted that picture where it's Earn, Paperboy... And Darius sitting on the couch in the frat house with a Confederate flag behind him, and in front of them are rows of white naked (laughs) men on their knees. And I was like, "That's pretty fucking funny." So that's where they ended up that that night at the free concert. Anyway, all their stuff gets destroyed, broken into, destroyed. Earn loses his all his his belongings that he brought and his computer, his laptop. Earn is poor as fuck. He's like fucking literally homeless. And uh, I just think he needed that laptop. It's not like he can just get another one. So, um, and then, Oh my God. Then fight. Oh God. He can't, at the end of the episode, he can't take it anymore and he explodes. He challenges the Prince of Tides to a, a who is a new Casey, a new 
a new person, Tracy. Yeah. I'm not going to explain, but he's great. We personally love him. Um, but he, he really upset Earn, and they Earn challenges him to a fight. Remember earlier in this season, he challenged. He fight. He races against Michael Vick, okay, oh, and loses. Now he's like challenging Tracy, and Tracy and just, losing just kicks his ass because yeah. he's been in prison. He's fucking bigger, and he knows what he's doing. So he has to beat him up, and the whole time he's like, "I don't even want to do this, you fucking piece of shit." But whatever. It's a very satisfying fight scene. Yeah, and then Earn feels stupid. He gets to ride back home with all of them. Yeah, after he shamed himself. So the whole episode was meant to make you think, like, Ern oh, is not a good manager. And Paperboy Boy. basically, like, fired him verbally. <laughs> sort of. He was like, you're fucking up, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, know. yeah. He probably shouldn't have been doing that stupid Brie-ass show to fucking college kids. Well, I got to say, I read a thing today about this episode that changed my mind. Because, first of all, Tracy, the Prince of Tides, pushed a lady down the stairs that she would have died or, like, been... Yeah, but nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, but Ern caught her because Ern gives a shit. Right? Yeah, but nobody in that car gave a shit that Ern caught her. <laughs> I know, but, I mean, like, it's important because he's... In Ern's mind, he saved someone's life. Plus, Paperboy hasn't been very, like, motivated to do shit to make money. And Ern took him to the place where... In the, that one episode, what's the guy's name? Something Carter, mm-hmm. who was also in this episode. And then er, Paperboy even said, I've been talking to whatever Carter's manager. Well, Ern was there trying to make it happen. Paperboy won't even sign documents, which we learned in the last episode. He won't even sign documents to better his life and make money. So why is it all on Ern? Ern has kind of been a, been a jerk, but I don't think it's all on him. What do you think? You disagree with me? <laughs> uh, I guess because yeah, I don't. I mean, if I was Paperboy, I wouldn't want to be doing that. You wouldn't? No, not when you're on the radio and shit. Like that other guy was there. You think he was free? No, he was paid. Like his manager was there. He was paid. You know what I mean? I do. When they were sitting there calling him an industry plant and stuff. That's because he was fucking paid to be there. He wasn't there for fucking free squatting on someone's apartment well you're right and i do have to reference season one that episode where they were in the club and remember he earn couldn't even get the money for the gig so people had to go beat up the guy and he barfed everywhere okay so that's atlanta what's next um i wrote another westworld another nap Okay, well, I'm just going to, like, cut. This one's going to be real quick. Because you fell asleep, too. I almost, well, I kind (laughs) of almost fell asleep. Thank you, baby. Um, And it, it like, whoa. It um it was really weird and I and I don't know man fuck not, I this is it the next episode better some of them are kicking a high gear we need or to be challenge my attention, brain I think or something I don't know but I know last year like we were really into it and we were very like oh these robots are becoming alive did because, we watch it on a Sunday last year um, yeah we did I feel like. I just I like know. it's not doing it for me, and it's there's too much shit happening. It's too dumb and slow, and I'm just not into it. So Westworld, you're not Game of Thrones. I'm sorry, this whole trick that you're trying to pull on this HBO to make us wait <laughs> for Game of Thrones is not working. Okay, okay don't oh, shit. I'm sorry. God, I just want um I want Game of Thrones. I don't want this. Okay, what do you got next? Um, The Expanse last week was amazing. Uh, man, The Expanse always. Do delivers. you remember it? Yes. Though? 
I mean, they had a, a, a awesome like. What do you even call that kind of battle where you're standing around a a hologram map of it and you're just like fire and <laughs> and it's like planets that you're like firing fire. on. It's not. It was like it was Mars. It was those those they blew ships. Up the, they blew up the giant cannon. Mars had these secret cannons. That yes, vapor, they had planet buster things, but there was nine of them or eight of them. I can't remember. It was but, five. Was it five? Uh-huh. Well, they shot like countermeasure things at them, and they to take them all, and they out. missed one, and they missed one. No, they didn't miss it. They actually blew it up, but it already it got the planet buster round out. So we don't know what's going to happen because there's a fucking round heading for Earth that could. There's a called a first. It was called a planet. It buster. already it hit. It me. hit in South America. That's right. Oh my god! And it wiped out millions of people. Right? It, yeah, it was like six million people or something. But Dead. it's also like a a super green part of the planet yeah. and the planet when the expanse is taking place is like dying, you know, yeah. it's like a poor dying thing. It was a big blow. Our poor, beautiful planet. Um, we didn't take good care of it. Anyway, I love the expanse. Oh, it is too. like talk about, so this, this season, it's the third season and it is so good. It's starting out so strong. Arasavala is like talking to fucking Naomi and shit and like well, I don't really care what you think. I'm fucking Arasavala. It just has, yeah. We should watch that one again. It's such a great show, you guys. Watch it. Go watch it. It's so good. Okay. We're moving on. We're moving on. We got a listener letter. I know. This one's actually a cool one. Um, Email us at momanddaughterstoned at gmail.com It can be about anything. Like this one. You can tell us stuff if you have a cool story you want us to know. Um, if you have a question or a suggestion or whatever the flock. Yeah. Mom and dad are stoned at gmail.com. Hi, Catherine. Hi, David. I've been meaning to send you guys a letter for a while, but was unsure what I wanted to write to you about. First, I just wanted to say that I love your podcast. It's my favorite part of the week when I get to get stoned and listen to your show. Thank you. I wanted some advice about how to care less about the opinions of others. I have post-traumatic stress and OCD, and I often have horrible, uncontrollable thoughts about myself and my home. Okay, so that's the premise, y'all. Oh, man. This person Sorry. has post-traumatic stress and OCD. So think about what that means. It's the worst. I recently moved in with my partner of three years. We are so insanely happy. But my significant other has a large group of friends who come over a lot. I usually really love entertaining guests and have no issue with guests in our house, despite my sensory issues and anxiety. One of the biggest fears, one of my biggest fears is having a dirty house. And it can be hard when I have five to eight 20 something year olds trashing the place on the weekends. It's also important for me to make sure my house smells good. And usually I have essential oils diffusing or candles burning to make sure it smells nice. But obviously I'm a medical user and I do medicate throughout the day. So when we have guests, sometimes they make comments about the house smelling like weed. I'm sure it does because I usually have just finished medicating. They just say it in such a nasty way and it gives me horrible anxiety and I can't relax anymore in my home. Maybe I shouldn't care what they say, but I feel like I need a good comeback to say to these people. Honestly, I would never go to someone's home and tell them it smells or complain about it. I find it to be kind of rude, honestly. 
Wow. It sounds like you actually just answered your... Yeah, there, you did, girl. There's but your comeback. Continue, I know, right? Personally, I'm not concerned over the house, occasionally smelling like cannabis. I know it disappears quickly, blah, blah, blah. You don't even need to justify it. We don't care. It's your fucking house. That's right. They are the guest. They are very poor, poorly behaved young men. Yes. Okay. Um, I'd like to feel more confident in myself and learn to be less affected by others' comments. Have you ever experienced this or a similar situation? I am just a 20-year-old college student trying to juggle a household and a full course load at college during the week, along with my mental health issues. I'm hoping I can get some advice from you guys. I love you both. And you both seem filled with wisdom that you are eager to pass on to the younger stoners. Yes. <laughs> Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for sending this because we this is the one we've been waiting for. So all other uh, all other listener letters, this is the bar right here. Okay? Like so Oh my god, I have so much to say about these assholes. <laughs> this is the one. All right, let's go. Baby, you go. Go on. Okay. First of all, as we already mentioned, talking about a person's house when you are the guest in the house, apartment, trailer, casa, hut, whatever, is so rude. It's so rude. And I guarantee you those boys, those men, weren't raised by women no. that said, oh, yeah, just go into somebody's house and comment on how it smells, looks, whatever. That's fine. I guarantee you they didn't. And they just need that reminder. They need mom to remind them. Can I ask you a question? What? Are these the same people that come in and trash the house? <laughs> yes. Ugh. So they're freeloading in the house on the weekends. And complaining? And leaving a mess and complaining. Wow. It's very bad behavior. And I kind of like, I don't relate to this. Oh, man. It makes, I'm starting <laughs> but, to hulk out right now because I, I'm very angry. So like... David and I, and when you get older and when you start to like own property or just like, or excuse me, pay the mortgage of a property. <laughs> when sorry. you decide you want to. When you're, if you're doing that, whenever, yeah. when you have a home yeah. that's yours, I tell you, you just get, the older you get, the more you're like, this is mine. This is my fucking one spot in this right. world right. where I don't need to give a damn and nobody gets to come in here and make my life hell, complain about me, make me feel like shit right? or anything like and then like when you become a parent, it becomes like just like full on like this is the home fortress and you will not talk shit or like oh you will get right. booted quickly it's not so i truly think of like if i'm in this position what i would absolutely a thousand percent say something and i'm not a person that says things or like is like confrontational especially in the moment you know what i mean yes but i will like really send like evil death signals with all of my body you know what i mean yeah and that's usually enough but some people, like the ones that want to comment on people's houses when they're in there, Ugh. like, are, do you think they smoke any weed? They don't. Whatever. Well, what are they doing where they're ram- leaving their house in ramshackles? <laughs> they're probably I mean, playing like, video games, right? And, and drinking. And uh, well, stuff. you know what? I oh god. Okay. Ugh. So anyway, that kind of rudeness, like in my house, I would absolutely have to say something. It would be very something to the point. Like, hey, 
if you're going to be in my house, you need to not ever fucking disrespect me or my belongings or anything in it. And do not come into my home and freeload on my shit and make comments about anything I do here. Um, And a short way to say that is like they make a comment and you say, oh, there's the door. Actually, if you need to be in a place that doesn't offend your sensibilities, there's the door. (laughs) And you can smile and look sweet or whatever. My second point is that your partner is a thousand percent responsible for this. This is his issue. And you need to make sure that they know this Um, because they're bringing their friends in. They're not your friends. They're his or her friends or whatever. And that's not cool. You don't bring if David, if David brought someone into our house and they insulted me, I would he would them. lose his mind. I would punch them out of the house, like the whole way. Like that would be driving my fist into their face the entire way while I'm escorting them out. And you know what else is my dad and my was always that way about my mom. Like you could not say shit about my mom as a kid, as a stranger, as anything, or he no. would flip and lose his mind and remove that person seriously you know with horrible verbiage um (laughs) and intimidation yes because so yeah that's a huge thing and you guys i believe you are insanely happy some people aren't that way and they don't demonstrate in in that sort of way but he needs to then demonstrate it in a different way which is like telling his buddies some other time when you're in the fucking bathroom or picking up their shit that they're leaving around uh don't comment about my whatever's weed it's rude first of all yeah it's upsetting and and, it's your problem you can't do it here it's your problem too it's not one person's problem. it's your fucking problem as well so if someone's insulting your wife's like whatever you know you it's your problem too so they're insulting you as well yeah. And they should always think of that. Like, like that's what a, a partnership is. You're yes. a partnership. And when one part is being attacked, it affects, it should affect both. both of you. So I'm not saying that's a red flag or whatever, because some people, like I said, are not as demonstrative about that kind of stuff. And it doesn't know. mean that they don't have those feelings. And yeah, sometimes you just don't know what you're supposed to say or do. And right. you're stupid enough to assume that she'll just get over it or forget it. I say you go up to your guy and you say, hey, you know what? When these guys come in and they say stuff, it really upsets me. Next time it happens, I want you to tell them to stop. Boom. Or not even – there's not a next time. Like uh, before they come over yeah. next time, you need to tell them that they can't comment on that kind of stuff anymore. And also yes. you need to be picking up their shit, not me. Yeah. Thanks. There you go. Sorry, your lady <laughs> is your queen, dude. Right? Um, you And if, if – okay. Just – you know what? Just say those things. And it's not, yeah, this isn't like, this isn't anybody overreaching or expecting too much out of their partner or for, no, this is your home and that's your partner. Yes. And they both need to be held at a high standard. And one of those standards is having like boundaries where you don't invite people into your home that are going to be fucking there to degrade you or make you uncomfortable. That's fucked up. No. So... Um, and, and like just knowing what you said about like your history and stuff, this is stuff that your partner should absolutely understand. Like she's saying that like their mess is a straight up trigger for her, like a 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's causing like mental anguish that it wouldn't cause in like somebody else no. under the same circumstances. That's unique to you. And your partner knows that, you know, and that's something you both deal with as, you know, David and I, I'm crazy as fuck. And he helps me navigate that. That's part of his job as my husband. Yeah. You know, because our men- our mental health is the combined efforts of both of us. It takes two to make a thing do right. <laughs> it takes two to make it out of sight. Okay. I hope this was helpful advice. I hope so too. Yeah. Or remember, yeah. the door is over there, and and tell That's your partner right. um, first. You know, that way you don't have to tell people where they can fucking stick it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because it's really not supposed to be your job. Like a. A group of men should come into somebody, um, another man's house and be like, oh, I'm going to treat his wife with utmost dignity and respect. Yes. That's how normal people operate. But people in this age group are not there yet. OK, right. we're just here to teach people manners. That's all. Manners. Like they're Man- not living with mama anymore. No. <sighs> if you don't have good manners, the, what's the point? I mean, like, that's the only thing they like. That's the only thing we have left. Come on. You know what else? When you don't have good manners, people that are normal are talking about you constantly behind your back. Just like, can you believe that fucker said that to me in my house? Oh, my God. Like, they're seriously always talking about you if you don't have manners. Get some manners. Because people notice it. And it's like. You need to vocalize your manners. That's all. Oh, she's. Yeah. She's got too much manners. Yeah, this isn't Japan. Okay, come on. Change, so change your idea of manners of is is like I I um protect my fortress at all times. I refer to my home as my landing place. It's my soft space. It's the only place we've got you guys. Whatever it. it might be, we have to protect it. Goodbye. All right. That was Lindsay, by the way. Lindsay, you're amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Cannabis corner coming at you hard. Right? Yes. Let's go. All right. This is going to be a short cannabis corner. All right. That's okay. I went to, we're going to talk about cannabis events or maybe like weird stoner stuff you can do in Denver. That, Ooh. I don't know. What do you think? I think that's cool because they exist and people come to Colorado wanting to do cannabis-y stuff. So, yes. So what do you do? I mean, like we actually had someone came to visit us and we did cannabis stuff. And yeah, it's a weird, like it's. It's not really a developed industry like cannabis tourism, but there are like complete companies that do this. Yeah. But, um, you know, at the end, it's like, what do you really do besides? Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So last weekend, I went to Puff Pass and Paint. What is that? That is. So, you know, those paint your pottery or paint a canvas and and drink wine yes things that exist first of all i've never done one of those like the wine ones um but in, in colorado and in other part, parts of the u.s they have those same things for stoners and you bring your stoner gear and you get fucked up and you paint 
or you do pottery. This weekend I did both. Jackson and I went to pottery class on Friday, which we fucking hated and we hate pottery and we hate clay and it can <laughs> suck a dick. Wow. All right. <laughs> the whole time we were making faces at each other like this sucks. <laughs> I just feel bad about myself. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not smoker friendly either. You know what no, I mean? No, because you got to use both hands. <laughs> Dude, you're using water on your clay and getting it all muddy and like sealing in all the cracks and shit and you're like no. I'll pass on that joint. Thank you. Because <laughs> I got clay all over my front <laughs> Well, Maybe we're just not skilled enough stoners. No, but you know what? The that, paging yeah. class is way easier and better for yes. me. And um, it was full. It was great. We've also done in the past year, last year, we did a cross-stitch class. That was awesome. Or no, it was just an embroidery class. And that was great. It was pin cushion. We loved it so much. And then we also did another painting class together. Um, So Jackson and I have been to a few of these and she's done them on her own. And they also have on Sundays, they do a puff, pass, and pamper class. What's that? And that's where they make uh, infused body stuff okay soaps and lotions and eye creams and crap like that we could do that isn't that crazy and it's that's every sunday and it's it's leslie it's the teacher that got us in who did that with us what the pin cushion i'm sorry oh my little piece i loved that i thought that was so much fun god the dog is asking to come in oh shit well, anyway, I, I got to say, I love the painting that you did. Oh, yeah, You did this beautiful painting of these cacti, these cactus in this bowl. And I took one look at it and I was like, wow, you really did a really good job here. I was very impressed. You said you were going to give the painting to your mom, which I totally agree. And I think that's the right course of action. But I love it, too. And uh, we got to at least take a picture of it because I think you did so good. I put a picture on Instagram. I think you did so good. Um, yeah, they have, they always have a teacher. Um, and everyone, so I wanted to talk about that because it's, I think I've talked about this before, but it's interesting because a lot of the people are not locals. Do you know what I mean? Yes, that is Max. He's drinking water. He's done now. He's fine. Look at him. (laughs) Um, but so as a local light, you're sitting there and you realize, wow, people are like on vacation right now. Like they're getting stoned as fuck, first of all. And um, yeah, like the, the, the head of the class will talk about like safety in Denver and like what to do or where to go and dispensaries and all sorts of stuff like that, which is interesting. I thought, are you obsessing over the dog and cat right now? Katya will not let like she is so happy. Max is inside from being outside, and he's like, "Yeah, I just want to lay down." But she has to like put her face in his face and say, "Like I love you so much." Oh my god! And he's just like, "Okay, okay." And he sits there and he deals with it. And look at her; she's like laying like in front of him, and he's like, oh, "I can't even put my head down because your head is in between my leg and my front paws." I just think it's amazing. Like she loves the shit out of him. This is Katya Corner. Oh yeah, it is. She loves Max. I've never I'm seen. I've never seen a cat and a dog love. Each, well, I know the cat loves the dog way more than the the other way. You know what I mean? Is our show impossible to listen to because of coughing? No. Um, that's Puff Pass and Paint. That's a cool thing to do. And they have places not just in Colorado. 
but they have like California places and East Coast places and all sorts of places. So there they have a whole bunch of places. And the lady that started it, it's a lady named Heidi. She like travels to all the places and teaches. That's cool. It's pretty crazy. So there's also um, a few tour companies out here. There's 420 tours. There's Colorado cannabis tours and tours. They all uh, usually mean the same thing, which is like you go to dispensaries, right? And they take you to them and they often have like some freaky car limo slash thing that you can smoke weed in for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they park it and that's when you all get to smoke. I'm really not sure, but (laughs) right. There's like, there's a city tour one anyway. Um, Oh yeah. There's kinds of go to see dispensaries, right? Yeah. But you, it's usually you go to like two or three dispensaries. You usually go to a grow place where you see cannabis being grown. So like a grow visit, um, you go to like a glass blowing viewing, you get freebies and deals and shit. Um, some of those crafting classes are built into whatever they do. And so, and then others are more like kind of almost like pub crawly except dispensary crawly you know what i mean yeah and that that's where you're kind of partaking i believe i agree during the thing or like parked or whatever um i think you know what let me ask you a quick can i ask you a question what if you did not live in colorado and you were interested in coming to colorado to go on a tour like this and learn about cannabis what would you want to see oh i feel like i'm such a jaded person to ask well just try i think uh well but then i'm still a girl that like doesn't like to do things yeah <laughs> i know yeah i guess you're right this but... is the award-winning podcast Mom and <laughs> you know what i think i refuse to answer your question all right and that's fine <laughs> um the thing that i kind of liken it to is i remember this one job i had I was required to go do the Coors yes. Brewery Tour. And that's and, a very common thing here. Yep. We have the most breweries of like any state. Yeah. So. This is the place to go if you want to get fucked up. Oh We're also God. at a higher altitude. So you can add altitude sickness oh, to your buzz. You're just going to get super high so quick. <laughs> but um, I remember at this tour, they would show you like, this is where, like, these are the hops and this is this and that and this is how it works. And it was cool because they showed you how the beer was made and then you got to try the beer. Yes. At midway through and it tasted nothing like Coors. Like it tasted like amazing. You know, it tastes like liquid gold. And then um, and then at the end of it, then they give you free drinks and you're all fucked up. So in my mind, if I were to go on a dispenser tour, I would want to see how it was made. I would like to go see like a grow. Well, that's what they do. And then I would like to go get super go visit a dispenser and get free weed. And then I would like to somehow go somewhere where you can smoke that weed. It like maybe it's like a craft thing. That's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, Colorado doesn't have like lounges and stuff where you can smoke weed. That's not legal. 
Uh, I think California has legalized that. That's pretty cool. But I, but I don't think it's started yet. No. I'm not sure, though. Well, that's cool. Um, but that's, yeah. So you can't really do that in Colorado. So it's yeah. like you're staying here. You're staying in a hotel. All I can say, you guys. So we have one bed and breakfast that is a cannabis-friendly bed and breakfast. But like Airbnb, like there's like a whole range of people that only... They're like cannabis friendly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. There's even websites you can go to that list them all in one spot. Like if you just Google like cannabis BNB. Um, what else? I guess that's oh, really it. Oh, so if you're staying out here. Yeah. And you're staying in a hotel. Yeah. You got to find a hotel with a balcony. You have yes. got to do it. You've got to do it. And there are so many products you can buy when you're here that you can like consume in a hotel room. No problem. But like sparking up a fatty, you know, or like hitting a bong or some shit. Yeah. It's like, there's not really a place for that unless you go to like some, somebody's crib Yeah. <laughs> or step out on your balcony. Um, Yeah. Do it's, it like that. It's not like you can walk down the street and smoke. No, it's weed. illegal to smoke weed in public in Colorado. Um, and it's illegal to smoke weed in a car, like operating a car or yeah. being in the car. It's kind of like liquor laws. I mean, so, yeah. 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 You know, um, and it's totally gotten around by the whole vaping thing because yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. And there's, you can sit there and vape cartridges and, just nobody really can prove what that is at all right. ever. You is know what I mean? Nicotine? They have to take it. And like, so yes. anyway, that's what you use in public, um, getting around Denver and stuff. And that's what you is what you'd use in your hotel room. If you didn't have a balcony. And anyway, you have access to lots of great stuff, but whatever people don't think so much about like where you're going to consume it. You know what I mean? Yep. And if you don't consume it, you got to take it with you or you're throwing it away. And so then you're in that whole dilemma. That's and not that's fun. not what the show is about no today. Way. No way. Don't do that. <laughs> or we know plenty of people that do that. Or do it. We've done it. Done it and talked about it. <laughs> it's totally. <laughs> but that's not what this episode's about. No, we don't endorse that. Whatever. We were just talking about weird cannabis shit you can do in Denver. It's fun. There's that's lot, all. There's lots of stuff you can do. What's going on in Dave's Grow? Hi, Dave. Hi, baby. How are you? Good. Are you feeling good tonight? We're getting on to 11.17 p.m. I feel great. How are your plants? Oh, my God. Good. So I've got a giant tent with a failed door. I think I've mentioned this many times. Um, It's, you know, it's duct taped together with black duct tape. But um, inside that tent, I've got this beautiful canopy going. It's like, I'd say it's about four feet tall. And it's just like, they're like tropical. I liken it to like being in Hawaii and the fucking palm trees are swaying back and forth in the wind. Because I got my oscillating fans. Yeah. It's like, and like all the little buds are starting to appear on my hemp plants and my weed plants. And then in the corner, there's big old dorky, big uh, fucking blue dream, who is just the tallest, stretchiest plant in the world. Who's just like, hi, I like to be like your big, dorky, older brother. Uh, is it skinny? Who, yes. And it's just like, that's how it that's how it grows. <laughs> it's very stretchy. I mean, like, 
I don't know. I mean, like, I think all blue dream plants are the exact same. They're not very short and squat. They're very tall and fucking. Are they acting weird because of the zipper? No, they're not acting. They're just, that's how they grow. That's the gene. Okay. So um, the funny thing about it is like, but that was my highest yielder in my last grow was Blue Dream. So they're tall and thin, but they like blow up like with super buds all over the cola. So, so everything else is even. I'm, I'm very excited. I got some hemp. I'm trying to grow my hemp like I would grow my weed, my cannabis. So I think it's going to be big and beautiful and rosiny. And also I got some... I'm using advanced nutrients, which in my opinion are the best fucking nutrients you can get. I've been very fortunate because they have given me literally every single fucking thing that you can ever ask for. And today I hauled it downstairs, set it all up. I've got every nutrient that they make. And I mean, God, it's the best. It's they're the best. And I've got the best grow light. You're loving it right I'm, now. I'm, everything I have does not cost me a nickel. <laughs> I mean, like... David's I, very proud I'm, of this fact. I'm very happy. I mean, like, if you're going to grow weed, I'm doing it everything I can. And I'm very happy. And I mean, I just sit back and I go, wow, you've really got something going here. And then in my other tent, I've got these immaculate new <laughs> strains that are Mandarin cookies. And I want to say it's called Railway. Mm. I could be wrong. I looked both these strains up. They're from a company called Ethos um, and they're seeds. So what has happened is the people that I work with has said, look, everybody we know that works here has, (laughs) we're all growing lots of marijuana and you're the only hope that we have because we have no space. So we want to give you these seeds. And what they did was they popped all the seeds. They popped five Mandarin cookie seeds and four railway. I want I guess it's called railway seeds. And um, then from those seeds, they took clones and they said, here's five Mandarin cookie clones and four railway clones. Will you please grow these in our tent? So what, I, what I, my goal is, is I'm growing all nine plants and we're going to see they're all numbered. Like I've got one through four of the railway and one through five of Mandarin cookies. And then I'm to monitor the progress and see which plant out of those ones does the best. So I'm going to monitor their progress, give them tender, loving care. And then when they're all said and done, I'm going to weigh, eat all the plants and see who had the highest yield out of both strains. And I'm going to say, in my opinion, Mandarin cookies number two is the best. And in my opinion, blah, blah, blah. Is and then we got these two amazing genetics, which we have clones of all those already. And that's just two more strains we got in our library of strains now. So I'm very excited. These are sativa hybrid dominance. Does that make sense what I just said? Dominance. I'm stoned. I know. Anyway, they're going to be good. And I can't wait for my stoner mom to try them. And I'm so excited. And um, it's all, it, they look beautiful. And I I really like love what I, I love growing weed. I took my mother hemp plant and I put her out in the greenhouse. And she's just like, oh. Is she going to be okay out there? Oh, my God. It's like, first of all. Is she going to get broken into and stolen? No. Is the th- There's a padlock on that door. Yeah, but what And about- an alarm system. Okay. So... There are two Blue Dream plants in there that I experimentally put out there. The cool thing about being outdoors is plants don't need as much water. So these two plants, which I haven't fed in probably two weeks, are just still clinging to life. And I gave them a little bit of nutrient-fed water. And they're like, and they're like, we're here. We're alive. We're going to fucking produce some amazing shit for you. But the hemp plant is just like, has never been outside before in the sunlight. And it just can't stand it. 
and every leaf that was like I trimmed every dead leaf off that one I was sick and all that it's all green and it has a green afro top on its head how beautiful it's just gorgeous and then I'm gonna put it in a gigantic 25 gallon pot and go live your life go and I'm just gonna let this thing fucking go nuts and it's gonna be like a gigantic plant and it's gonna be one of those plants that is like 12 feet high and it's gonna be like this is a hemp plant check this out I'm gonna have to take it out of the greenhouse and just set it outside at some point and that's what's going on in that's what's going on in Blaves Blow. Thanks, David. You're welcome. All right, that's it. That's it. We did it. We're tired. We're going to go to bed. I'm not tired. What are we going to do? I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's probably some things that are adult. Oh my, okay. Who knows? That's it for this episode. Mom and Dad are Stoned is made by us, David and Catherine. Learn more about us at thestonermom.com. It's a full-ass website, you guys, okay? Mm -hmm. Check out our membership site at housevaneaton.com. Also, what? you're going to have a shop site on your website. Yeah, but that's not ready yet. It's going to be in just a couple Could you not? I can't wait. Follow us on Twitter, us as in the podcast, yeah. at mom and dad are the letter R stoned. Mom and dad are stoned. Okay, I don't know how else to say it, you guys. Well, I mean, mom, it's not funny. letter N, dad, letter, letter R, stoned. stoned. Whatever. Follow David on Instagram at CO Weed Grower. And follow Catherine on Instagram at The Stoner Mom. Oh, and also on Twitter. Because I've been on Twitter a little Twitter's bit. Twitter's the shit. I've been using it and complaining and airing my grievances. Uh, exactly yeah. as what you're supposed to use Twitter for. So there That's you go. The president does. <laughs> <laughs> Check me out there. You it's can support cool. the show, you guys, by leaving us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And please don't forget to subscribe to Mom and Dad Are Stoned so you never miss an episode. We love you. Love you. We will be back again shortly. Until then, please remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed every day. Every day. Bye. Bye.